The DWA podcast is recorded live to SD card at the old Wrigley building in Santa Cruz, California. Driving while awesome podcast radio hour. <laughs> oh God. Yo, do you guys know what a fluffer is? GTO Mellow Grinds. Oh, I got a PT Cruiser. It's a convertible. It's really cool. Oh, this smells of crayons for you. <laughs> hey, YOLO, you only have one life. Do you have coilovers? No, beat it. Yeah, I'd say that's a pretty good podcast right there. <laughs> Damn it, I screwed it up. This episode of the Driving While Awesome podcast is brought to you by RadForSale.com, the only auction site entirely focused on the Radwood era. Have something to sell? They are now accepting your 80s and 90s cars, trucks, and motorcycles for auction on Rad for Sale. Have a Fox Body Mustang, Integra GSR, or Kawasaki Ninja? Those are great. They're also looking for excellent Radwood era parts and gear, like wheels, seats, apparel, ephemera, and more. So it's time to start going through the garage. Rad for Sale is a visually appealing and informative auction site with interesting and unique features while focusing completely on our favorite era of the automobile, the Radwood era. Join them at radforsale.com. Welcome to Driving Well Awesome. My name is Warren. I am Lane. Uh, Mart. And here we are, your weekly edition. I'm still getting used to it. <laughs> I had somebody, somebody said, uh, they came up to me at Morning Motors and was like, I think you guys are doing a good job on the the weekly thing. Uh, appreciate the, you know, switching it up and all that, but just don't give, don't give up the Thursdays, <laughs> whatever you do. And I'm like, well, no, oh, we're, yeah. we're going to keep, we're going to keep doing it. But uh, yeah, I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, I had uh, someone come up to me and say, I miss you on Monday mornings. Oh, yeah. That's cool. You should, did you tell them they could just call you direct anytime? And you, <laughs> yeah, I gave him my number, dude. Yeah. yeah. That's true. We could just have a Zoom. Yeah. I gave him my address so he could just like come out. I can holler at him. That's cool. Are your kids at school, Lane? You got the whole house to yourself? Uh, someone just came home. Ah, uh, shit. Yeah, blew it. Jelly. Totally blew when, it. Are kids are in school now, though? No, they're not in real school yet. They start... Phoebe starts at the end of this week. She starts going like Thursdays and Fridays. Uh, yeah. But supposedly CVC just uh, changed it from six feet to three feet. And uh, I heard that. that basically means schools are going to be open full time. Maybe elementary schools before this year's open over. And then uh, definitely like junior highs and, st- and high schools by the beginning of next year. Sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, because they won't need to split the classes into two. Yeah, exactly. To fit in the same space. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, spring has sprung. It's happening. It's all happening here. It's um, going down. So, morning motors. Well, morning we're just motors. jumping right into it. I mean, I don't know. What else you got? I don't. I don't. I don't know anything, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, dude. We're back. We are back. Um. How long has it been since? Well, so we had one post-COVID, right? Yeah. And that was like five months ago, four months ago? Sounds right. Yeah. yeah I don't remember. And then, and we were, yeah. and Because we did every other spot. We did every other space, and we were all masked up. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a little more lockdown feeling. Yes, for sure. And then this one, we didn't do every other spot because there's really no reason for that. Yeah. Uh, but and we we did do a late announcement because we didn't want it to be a huge thing, you know, a, a super spreader. Um, so we announced it, I think, Thursday. Right. And, yeah. It yeah, was, so and the show was on Sunday days. and uh, we announced it Thursday. And uh, yeah, we filled up the parking lot, 185 spots or so. And uh, it was pretty it was like a perfect amount of people. It was mellow. Tons of social distancing. Everyone had masks on. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was good. We had a cool, cool, a bunch of cool cars. A lot of stuff I hadn't seen before. Um, yeah, great variety. Um, some cars we have seen, some we haven't, and uh, perfect weather. Yeah, Kinda no wind, out. which is so nice. I know it was like sixty-five and sunny, perfect. Yep. Uh, some people had a good drive um, before Morning Motors, which is cool. So there's like a whole different like subset of of meetup going on before our event which is always appreciated and then some road warriors the usual uh bad rabbit habit and ben rogat coming out from 
Central Valley and stuff. So Ryan. So, yeah, Ryan, so for people right. that are not from California, we're we're talking about what about a two hundred mile Three. round trip, maybe something like that. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Yep. Yeah, three hour drive each way. Um, so yeah, much appreciated, and it's great to see everybody. It was a really good good hang. Even Art made it out. Even Art made it out. Yeah, I saw great. Art for a total of three minutes. I think. Yeah. 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 It was like three it's and a half, half lane. Don't exaggerate. Okay. Um, sorry. I saw late or saw Warren for for a while. We ended up going elsewhere together for lunch, so we got to hang for a little bit. But um, I gotta say, dude, like you know, I love the size. Even like pre during COVID, post COVID, whatever. Like I just love the size of that lot because of the length of the actual meet too. So like, um, you know, 180 cars. You get to walk the lot a few times. People come and go as well, so you get a few other. Let's say overall, you end up with like 220 cars that you get to see for the day for that morning. And it's also about the people right interacting so like and over the course of three hours you're having conversations and so like it's like it's the perfect size of a meet to be able to really um kind of absorb it all right in terms of like actually checking out the cars and getting to interact with people and have a good fun social event so um yeah i'm i'm, I'm super stoked on it i was really happy with with the with the turnout i showed up a little later and uh, still managed to see some 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 stuff that came at the end after you guys actually had gone to the brewery. Um, but yeah, it's just a fun thing, you know, even with our shows, like with Radwood, like we've always talked about that optimal number of cars for a show. Right. And it's like between 500 and 700 for a, a show that's basically all day. Right. Like it's, it, it, yeah. it, it, there's no reason really to have more than that. Right. It becomes a logistical nightmare and like, you don't even get to enjoy just, all the cars and you can't absorb it. Right. Yeah. It's, there's all kinds of other reasons. So like, um, there's 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 something there right yeah uh, eat, eat with navid asked on questions i'm just throwing this in there because it's relevant what was your favorite car from this weekend's morning motors mm. i will go i'll start yeah, go um there was a 50s 1956 alfa romeo uh julieta sprint speciale which is that mm. spaceship looking alpha that people may be familiar with it's got like the headlights of a 190 SL, but the back end is just so beautiful. Um, just a really cool car. Very rarely see them. This one was red and um, had Barani wheels and I think like a, um, some other like little touches that I hadn't seen on other models like it. But it came in with a little Alpha crew. So there's some uh, GTVs and I'm not really good at telling the difference between GTVs. There's like the 2000, there's a step nose, there's this, you know, there's a junior. I don't, I can't see them off in the distance and go, okay, that's what that is. Yeah. Well, junior are Maybe. two headlights. That's the one easy way. And then the step nose has like a, the, the hood looks like it's sitting on top of the yeah. front cowl. Step nose is easy to identify. Step nose is yeah. easy from, from the front, right? But didn't, yeah. they make, uh, didn't they make junior step noses or is that not a thing? Yeah. I don't know. See, that's, uh, that's yeah, where okay. I, my, my knowledge, uh, leaves me so, so tail light size anyways. is a good way just as moving uh, like in the future look at the bigger the tail light the, the it's it's a, a 70s car basically right and the smaller yeah. tail lights are the earlier cars right so anyways uh there's i think four gtvs and then that uh sprint so really cool to see um so that would be my favorite car because they're rare we haven't had one on one of our shows i don't think we have, um, and it was a very right. oh, no, never mind. very nice. The green one, very nice the green example. one You're is speaking of Jeff's. Yeah, that was in Berkeley. Jeff. Yeah, Berkeley. And that's at uh, Alex's show. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so how about you guys? So I'm gonna say something controversial. Like, um, Ooh. I I like those cars, but I don't think they're beautiful. I think they're kind of like dorky looking. Like I, the proportions are so funky because the front the and long the rear, overhangs. Yeah, they're so long compared to the cabin itself, yeah. and like, and you know, I I know. I have no clout in this at all because, you know, they're extremely popular and they're wildly loved around the world. But, like, I've always thought they were super goofy looking. It's almost like a cartoon car, you know, because, like, the way that the I kind of feel you, dude. Yeah. I think it has a little Ampha car looking look look to it because the short wheelbase with the long overhangs. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you look at the front, bigger, over, the front overhang. It's so small, though. It's such a small car. Yeah, but the front overhang works. is, like, double what a GTV is, and then the rear overhang is the same. It's kinda, oh, yeah. Well, compared to a GTV, it's, it's definitely that. But yeah. I think if you were out in 1956 uh, looking at cars – and that thing rolled through. Just Car of the future. It's unbelievably awesome. stunning. And yeah. A little spaceship or something. And I, I think they're yeah. cool. I think they are cool looking. Like 
they're they're a little odd, but I I I like I, I just them. love the details of the the back of it, standing behind it and looking that at low all, like, front that low low, low rear end. Yeah. The bumper has like integrated uh, markers, and it's just a really cool like rear windshield and stuff. The whole back end of that car is very interesting and unique. So. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I'm just one person. That's just yeah. You know, you're just you're just a guy. My automotive you're, opinion. You yeah. guys uh, haven't said you're just a little shit. boy. Oh, well, Art was gonna say, and then you just start hating on your pick. I know exactly. Yeah. I I'm gonna be a it. fucking dick and just say <laughs> your pick sucks. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. hey, I've, I've also hated on two seventy five GTBs, which is very controversial. Right? <gasps> um, but uh, but it's okay. Um, Lane hates Daytonas, so um, you know, just throwing that in there. Uh, I don't hate these. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what the hell is I going to say? Oh, so I don't know. Favorite is a tough thing, like, but I'll say one of my favorites and a car that I was very drawn to was M Dom's uh, 635 CSI. Uh, I love henna. Henna, henna is awesome. Yeah. Henna rot is like a very orangey, reddish, rusty, beautiful color that was offered um, originally in the M1, uh, the BMW M1, uh, and you know it was. You know, offered an E30 M3s, E30s. Uh, I've seen E21s in that color, and um, I have probably seen maybe three uh, E24s, six series of the 80s, uh, in this color before. Was his, the E34 that was there also henna? I've never seen an E34. Maybe what there was, was the like one some... that I feel like it was a pretty orangey red, but I'm not sure mm. if it was full henna. Interesting. Oh, yeah, I've, I haven't seen a henna one yet, but well, at the at, at Morning Motors. The E34 that was there with the little oh. M stripe and everything. Oh, I didn't see it. There was one. Uh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Um, uh, okay. But yeah, that's a really cool color. Nice original car. Uh, 635 CSI. Uh, it is a US spec car, so it has the big bumpers. But it's just such a cool car. Uh, really, really great presence. And, um, you know, it had a cool air dam on it. I don't know if it looked like a Kame or something. Or Kami. I don't even know how you pronounce that these days, but. That's that, yeah. that was a favorite of mine. Yeah, I think it's cool. He's uh and Mel brought a bunch of Hot Wheels to hand out to kids, which was rad. Yeah, he I got one for Amelia. I got he a, did? a Stratus. So yeah. did so did Eric. Oh really? Uh, Eric or, Freeze, right? Oh, I don't know, did he? Yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cuz cool. we got some. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, I just yeah. know that uh, Mel brought like a a grip of really cool ones actually. Um, the, yeah, Andrew got one too. The four hundred i, the Ferrari that was there, was that a manual? Did you guys look? It's a four twelve, right? Oh, it's a four twelve. Four twelve, and the the license plate is V twelve five speed. Oh, that's awesome! Oh, so I, I imagine I, it is. I didn't see it in it's, person. It was gone by the time I got there. But I, it's I, been there once before. The owner is awesome, and uh, actually, Jason Camisa and I basically drooled all over it last time I was there. And it came in and it parked in like the exact same spot. It is so perfect. It is a blue on blue, uh, four twelve, and uh, yeah, manual transmission. The only thing that I would change about it, it's not a gated shifter, which is kind of a bummer because that was right in the era where you could almost still get one. Um, but uh, yeah, so V twelve manual transmission GT, fucking Radwood special. The thing is so rad. Yeah, yeah I think it's cool. Awesome. I didn't even see it at the show, like on Sunday, but I remember that car from, and I saw pictures that like, maybe Hushy Pushy took of it. Yeah, yeah it's, I it's saw immaculate. I saw a profile picture of it that someone posted. Yeah, it's so cool. It's a beautiful, beautiful car. Yeah, yeah. the owner, it was kind of one of those purchases like a life is short purchase, mm. and he just said, fuck it, I'm buying it. Yeah, and, if, uh, if I would have seen it in really person, good. that would have probably been my favorite uh, today. Uh, if today, I hadn't seen that before, if that you know if that was the first time it came, that was definitely my my best in show. But yeah, mm. uh, how about you, Lane? So uh, I just looked at the E thirty four M five that was there. It's definitely just the it's just normal red, but it looked orange in the light it was in. But compared to the henna, it's definitely not henna. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyways, it was a really nice car too. But uh, the I don't know why, but the car that caught my eye the most, and I keep. It's weird. I could. I, it's the uh, kind of butterscotch colored GTV. Mm. Yeah, I was and calling it, that Honey Dijon. Okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah. That was a nice one. And it has that like in, it had like the correct wheels. It had CN thirty sixes, I believe. You know, it had good, the tires. It, I don't know. It just had a really good look to it. Um, sat really well, um, and yeah. it was just kind of a cool, weird color, which I like a seventies color. 
I like that white on red GTV 2000, and it had a Milan license plate, which oh, is such a cool, cool little touch. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. Black, the really skinny black plate with the white letters, mm -hmm. and it just fits the car so perfectly. Um, yeah, that was part of that Alpha crew as well. So Cool. Um, stoked that they came. Apparently, they're, um, I think the Sprint Speciale is right down the street from me because another guy that came in his uh, 328 Ferrari or is it a 308? The, Arthur. The, black, the, gray. the gray one? Yeah. He lives just down the road from me. He said, oh, yeah, that's oh. my neighbor. Oh, oh nice. He has some other cool stuff. So Wow. That's cool. He's right down on Branson 40, which is kind of cool. Yeah. the uh, There was a really cool I, – I, I didn't look at much. I feel like I was, like, being accosted the whole time. Um, so popular, so Lane. I, I didn't see – well, I wanted to take more photos, and I didn't even – I wasn't able to take as many – I wanted I, um, to, basically. I'm terrible at that. I, I took um, like five. <laughs> same here. But uh, <laughs> I was uh, Philip Demonet. He showed me his red 1985.5-944, which is like one of the cleanest 944s I've ever I've seen in recent years, basically. I wow. think it has like, dude, it has crazy low miles. I want to say it was like 30,000 miles or something. It's like all original paint all original oh man like, i wish i knew that i would have looked at yeah, it closely it's so nice and he he also he's been to our shows before he has a 63 356 and then he has like an 87 carrera or something like that a mid 80s carrera yeah. um they're all red but i think oh. it's just by chance and he bought this huh. 944 because i think kevin autoworks detailed it and he had like posted that it was maybe going to be for sale soon and he reached jumped out on it yeah jumped on it and he he had had one um in the 80s he had bought one new i believe was the story so he kind of always wanted another one and this is nice. like a really cherry car uh, honorable mention to uh is it thomas park the 964 targa yeah so sick silver on lin linen or yeah. i don't know dove gray whatever you want to call it uh 964 rear wheel drive Targa, it yep. is just so perfect. Yeah, early car, flag mirrors. Um, yeah, really cool. He uh, when he rolled in, I'm like, oh, you brought the Targa, sweet. He's all, well, I heard you guys talk about the podcast. I was gonna take the Chiraco, but then I heard you guys talk about this, so I had to take it. You know? Yeah, yeah. I think, um, yeah, that is that's a very cool car. Everyone was stuck to see that. And then um, later, as we were basically like wrapping up, um, a guy named Wayne, I believe. Um, happens to have a machine shop two doors down from our lot. He's retired now, but um, he pulls up in his uh, Ford Fiesta, which is fully autocross modified to the max, rear engine. Um, mid. You know, is it tube frame yeah. or mid engine? Mid engine, yeah, V8. Yeah. Mid engine. V8, like tube frame or close to it. Uh, everything's modified. And I've actually autocrossed against that car uh, several times at Marina. And it shows up on a trailer. It's just such a rad, rad package. Sounds Dude, good. Corvette saw blades that are like welded to big barrels. And then they have speed holes cut into them. So killer. Yeah. The whole thing. I mean, it, it, it's kind of like, like speaking of goofy toy car looking things, right? Like it's all tire. It's like a right? hot wheel. <laughs> it's yeah. all tire. Yeah. It would be a great hot wheel, actually. It'd be perfect. Yeah. You would look at it and go, well, this is a ridiculous hot wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. yeah. What door didn't have three thirty fives on all corners or something crazy like that? Probably. Yeah, it was. That's an autocross yeah. move. It kind of <laughs> yeah. looks. You know what it reminded me? Remember those Nash like drag cars that they made out of Nash Metropolitans, where the back mm -hmm. is all tire, like with a yeah, tire. Yeah, yeah, all you yeah. see is the They're pumpkin tub. in the middle. They would. Yeah, they would tub them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like almost like like that. I mean, this is basically tubbed, right? It has no no in, no real like structure besides the tube frame. So gnarly. Yeah. Yes. So he he came over to me and said, uh, he's like, so what is this? What What's going on here? You guys do this? How often do you do this? What's your name? And I'm trying to tell him driving while awesome. And I, I have my mask on and he's, and I think he's hard Alan of hearing. It took, a while, <laughs> it took a while to get, <laughs> get across. And, but uh, he gave me his business card. So I don't want to brag. But, That's cool. Uh, uh, no, I saw him that. when I was leaving. He was like behind like whatever, three buildings down behind a gate, putting it away, I imagine. Yeah, so that's his spot, and he's got a machine shop that I guess he just tinkers with now. He doesn't really – he maybe does once in a while work, he said. Yeah. Um, but there was also a new um, C8 Corvette in that spot. It was a white uh. Corvette there, so maybe that's his daily, and he just jumped in the yeah, Fiesta yeah. To, nice. to bring it over. But, um, yeah, very cool. And so we're getting the word out, you know. 
they were getting to everyone, so, neighbors included. So the that one, I don't know if it's a real nine fourteen six, but it's like it's like a viper green color. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah. So that one's not real, but okay. it's very uh, really cool. Yeah, the one with the flared fenders and everything. Yeah. 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 Beautiful yeah. car. Yeah, I, I didn't see it in person. I just saw pictures of it after the fact. I'm actually looking at it right now, and it's such yeah. a great-looking car. That's so And that car. one has, like, it's a 3.6 twin-plug engine, and it has Dope. the key is converted to left-hand side, like a real 6. Like, it has all, like, legit. It's built by, um, I want to say Patrick Motorsport is the place in Arizona. I think they're in hmm. Arizona. But it's a really legit build. It's nice. Really nice. Yeah, and then yeah, there was sure. a real 914.6, a little white one, uh, and that thing looks cool. It's been there before, and then there was cars on the street, too, and I didn't I didn't go out there, but mm-hmm. I know I there was either. some cool stuff on the streets. Like, my brother posted a picture of a, like, kind of primered 914 that was on the street. and uh, I wonder why they were on the street. We had just a couple spots here I and think there. at one point it was totally full. Yeah. So at one point, I remember there was these guys, there was these uh, couple Honda guys like rolling through, and they found like the last spot, like one of them did. Right. And uh, yeah, so there was a there was a point. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Art, how did you end up making it over with your car? We haven't talked. Oh yeah. I mean, you had a fucking leaky heater core, as far as we knew, but now you're driving it over the hills and through the woods. I'm just a gangster, dude. I'm just risking li- my life these days, you know? Um, no, so I, I actually took the center console out and I saw what was going on. So um, the heater core is fine. It's the the valve itself. It's like, it's a two-piece part. There's a, it's like, you know, two pieces that split down the middle and um, it's seeping from the seal. There's like a gasket inside that I learned about from there. And so... Um, I guess just, you know, it's a very, very slow leak. And um, I don't know, um, I, I guess it's, <laughs> you, you guys have to educate me here, but I'm guessing that when, the if I turn the valve to cold, then it basically closes the valve and then that seal starts to seep, right? Or starts to leak because it's trying to recirculate back to the engine. Whereas Could if be, I have yeah. it on heat, it just flows through quickly and there's uh. less pressure buildup. So... I had I che- I was checking the the uh, the um the coolant level. I I topped it back up. It was down about like you know very, very little, like a few cups, you know. Um, and so I I topped it up. I drove it down there and back, which is you know uh, about sixty miles each way. And um, you know, I drove it in town for a little bit, and uh, the coolant level didn't change. I parked the car. Uh, I checked it over you know over 24 hours and it didn't change e- again, you know. So I think when I was using the AC before like on the rally and or post rally, remember I was talking about messing with the AC yeah. a lot and everything. And so I think I had closed the, the valve because I was uh, I was trying to use the the cool air and that was basically um, kind of it, it, uh, the the leak sort of developed or or it was it was already a compromised seal and so I was getting some coolant leaking out of there because it happened like right after the rally I think I told you guys right and it was right then when I was messing with the AC and I was actually like when I got it working so that's my theory um, I found an actual DIY on how to open that up and just replace the seal inside so that it, and then you just, it's just like two parts and you just sandwich them together again and then just bolt it back up. And cause it's a $300 part. Um, oh, it, yeah. So, and the seal is like 50 cents, <laughs> you know, it's an O-ring. Yeah. Um, and, but to take it apart, you're going to talk about losing coolant and it's going to be a, yeah, messy, a little bit of a messy job. Totally. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, but you were able to get back there and see it. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, and, and I can see exactly where it's coming from. So that's why like after like, you know, looking at, at where it was coming from and then thinking of how the thing, the system functions, like, I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And, and, you know, I just ran the heat open and it was obviously a cooler day. So, and I just had the windows down on the way back, you know, it was like a nice 70 degree day and it was, it was fine. You know, it, yeah. it, it didn't bother me. Um, so cool. yeah, I mean, I'm going to eventually get around to that, but, uh, but at least it's but not that's a as, pretty big, that's a big win. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, not as awesome. what you were not as bad as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I found the DIY like online where you basically disconnect it. Yeah, you lose a little bit of coolant. So the best thing to do is to disconnect Pinch it on it. the in, on on the ins, on the engine bay side. You know, so that you'd basically drip have it like drain a little bit, and then you then you uh, disconnect it from. Can the you ins. pinch the lines, or are they hard lines? They're hard lines. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they're hard lines that hook up to this like a this piece in that goes into the um into the heater core. But um but yeah, overall it seems like it'll be way less messy and nasty than I expected. I mean, who knows if that heater core is original? I don't have any um documentation that shows that it's been replaced. Yeah. Um but um I'll start it's with that. It's probably yeah. original. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd be surprised. Well, cool. I'm glad you were able to make it in that car because you were saying you'd have to take the wife's car and I'm sure it was a lot more fun for you to Yeah, I was up late the thing. night before like I I just had to check it out, you know, cuz it's super risky. You know, I mean, you guys have had heater cores fail and it's like instant. It's like, you know, like uh, yeah, yeah. you're driving yeah, yeah. and then all of a sudden your feet are bathed in hot coolant and like there's smoke <laughs> pouring out everywhere and Yeah, I yeah, thought and you also like can't enjoy yourself because you're looking at the temp gauge the entire time you know like mm-hmm. you don't want to push oh, it oh yeah yeah i didn't think you had replaced the heater core but i thought maybe you had just bypassed it or something so yeah so there's another thing um you know this is kind of a project car update thing um i was reading that looping a heater core on a on an e30 is a bad idea because of the way that it actually um it circulates like you force it through go only on one side of the block or something so one side of the of, of the the head, or sorry, the one side of the head gets more cooling than the other side, and so it becomes an oh. issue. Um, I don't remember the details, but like I, literally, while I was trying to figure out this, what, what the issue is here, like, and I was considering looping it, um, several people said, "Don't do that." Like, it's, you're better off plugging it, like, so that it doesn't actually circulate, uh, which is then a whole other ordeal, you know. Uh, so you don't yeah. want it to recirculate. You want it to, act, to you, you're better off just plugging it entirely so that it doesn't come over into. And like towards the um, the heater core. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you you figured it out, and now you have at least a direction to go. Um, I was gonna shout out to a couple of people. I didn't get to see everyone. Like Lane said, it was a lot of uh, back and forth, and also um, Andrew was with me too for a little part of it, so I was kind of occupied. But um, I saw that I think it was Ryan tomorrow showed up with his Mach E. Which is oh, I didn't cool get to, to see, see that. I I was walking around. Yeah, I meant to get over to it, and I, I didn't get to see. And he it. had our uh, he had our um, California stickers on the license plate. <laughs> I, I saw that on that car. Yeah, he's really pushing the envelope there, but uh, I like it. Um, and then uh, what else is there that was kind of stand out? Um, God, there's so many things that I'm like kind of just going through them in my mind. Uh, oh, your brother's uh, GTI. Yeah. Yeah, you haven't seen it before, which, right? Or? I hadn't seen it in person. I've seen a lot of photos, so it felt like I'd yeah, seen yeah. it. But yeah, actually, I was going uh, down the highway on my way there, and he kind of zipped past me. Um, didn't pay the van again any attention, but that's okay. <laughs> and then I was behind him, and he was like, gave me a little shaka uh-huh. on our way, and we parked next to each other, which I thought was kind of cool because those two cars. They're so mine, aesthetically the same, dude. The blockiness. I know. Mine is newer. It wouldn't have existed exactly like that, but the Vanagon did exist when his car was new. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Cool, yeah. And he's cool. talking, to, he's now talking about listing that on Rad for Sale soon. Sweet. I think that's dude. That's going to be a very desirable car. It's yeah. a pretty sweet example. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. So we have a Westie coming up, which is the West Farland, Pennsylvania built cars from the. It's a Mark II, um, and I didn't know that these are extremely like sought after in Europe. Uh, you know, they are rare in the U.S. too, uh, but apparently they're 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 very like desirable over there because they had the the front end that that they never got you know it's got the square headlights with a different grill and you know yeah. it's, it's it's like it's the whole grass is greener thing you know because like over here a lot of I people know. converted them to the round headlights well and, that's my car yeah. i had an 85 gti and it was pennsylvania built and i it was converted to round headlights and all that right yeah so it's funny how that goes right like you know everyone wants what they can't have so um so yeah so that one's coming up here very soon possibly today well well i guess when this goes out um we're we're publishing this on thursday right lane yep yeah so this will be be on the uh, the car will be on the site by by the time this is up so check it out it's a four-door metallic gold with an perfectly intact uh cloth interior uh all original so a very interesting little car. I'm uh, so excited to have that one on. But yeah, Mark, just in general, Mark 1s, Mark 2s are, are doing really well right now. Yeah, they're very cool. Uh, shout out to uh, Kevin, Chef Malone. He got his car finally dialed and tuned by a guy in the uh, Southern California area that knows his shit. Because he's running Mega Squirt, right? Yeah, and it's got some other tuning stuff that needed to be dealt with. But um, 168 horsepower on the dyno. Nice. And he Whoa. says it's never run better. It's so, so killer now. So 
he's really stoked and he just picked up a, a VW caddy that he's going to convert into a little uh, burger pop-up truck. That's so, awesome. Look out for uh, burgers and cars, I think he's calling it. or I No, I remember. thought it's like proudly serving or something. Or yeah, it? but he's he's trying to do like kind of like a cars and coffee, but cars and burgers um, kind of themed Dude, days. We should too, have him so. at the next Radwood down there. I know. Oh, well, I already, for sure. We are, yeah, I already talked to him about that. Oh, great. 100%. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, that's no awesome. Doubt. It's so it's so perfect. For, for that. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Um, yeah, super stoked for him and... Um, yeah, anyways, so Morning Motors happened. We'll do it again. I think uh try to do it at least once a month. So Yeah, we're like the tentative date is probably last Sunday of every month, but um you know, things might come up or you know, we might have conflicting events happening, so we'll see, but that's kind of the tentative plan. Yeah. Yep, yep. But I was stoked on the crowd and not being too too busy. It's all about quality not quantity Mm -hmm. and uh i think we pulled it off so yeah thanks for everyone for coming out and uh we'll let you know when the next one's happening that's all i can say see ya no i'm just kidding see ya Uh, anyone watch (laughs) drive to survive we can't talk about it we can't talk about it is this a no what is that because uh you're you're gonna spoil for me oh okay well we we can talk about it that came out and we you know we started watching it then. Yeah, I know it's so damn good, and I don't want it to end. Um, I I don't. I, I well, I think they did a very good job by releasing it right before the season starts because I yeah. don't really care that it's going to end because I we're know, about to get real I'm racing for the new season. <laughs> no, that's yeah. true. That's yeah, yeah. totally true. Yeah. But I mean, it's like uh, I could watch it for. I wish it was like a you know thirty part series or something. Like, yeah. You know, each race was two episodes or something. But um, one thing I will say is like, it, it's not a spoiler or anything. Like the first episode, I'm like, holy shit, I know that guy, James Kirkham. And then uh, oh, Jacob yeah. Alleginian. Al- Al- how do you say his last Agaginian. name? Alleginian. Yeah. Alleginian. Yeah. So he like gives like Dale Ricardo like a fist bump or something like right up. It's like really early in the episode. And then you see yeah. Kirkham running around and all this stuff. It's kind of cool to see people. That's we very know. cool. Um, yeah, without giving anything away, I, I will say that, um, it's amazing how technical and advanced formula one feels when you're watching it live and happening. And I'm talking about even personnel issues, but when you really boil it down, watching this show, it is so fucking like low tech and like, it's not as, um, officially handled as you would think like the driver's find out they're not on the team by oh yeah some you know like rumors um i don't know there's very like poor communication in a lot of ways it's like i don't know it's it's, it's like any other business or any other thing it right really is. you, you think really everything is like, is like so perfectly run and then you, exactly. you you end up being part of something or dealing with those people like we've we've had those experiences a lot in business you know i know i have yeah. where i'm like dealing with a major corporation you're like well these guys kind of suck you know or you know everything's not like handled as smoothly or they don't really know what's going on you know mm-hmm. and i yeah. think you're kind of saying the same thing I, it's I, like the uh emperor's naked under his clothes uh-huh. or what's the oh i thought yeah, they were yeah, gonna exactly. say that the emperor's one in the bush two in the hand yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> yeah so so on the on the, on a similar note um i finally got a chance this is before drive to survive i just hadn't mentioned it um I got a chance to see the uh, the season with McLaren that uh, Lane was talking about, which was the yeah. 1993 McLaren season. And yep. it's basically like Drive to Survive, but back then. But I love that they broke down the episodes so they're topical. So like one of them yeah. is like all about like car setup, right? And what it takes to set up the car. One of them is about the driver uh, performance and health and whatever. The other one, you know, and so there's all these different topics. And then you have like general broad ones, right? That are about the season and comp- competition and stuff like that. But it was so, so well done like uh, it's so incredibly underrated i had never heard of it yeah. until lane brought it up but remind me what it's co- where it, where you find it just what it's youtube called. youtube it's oh, called a okay. uh, season with mclaren and it was i think made by the bbc in 1993 right lane? yeah yeah 93 yeah, yeah there was oh, the season cool. yeah it's the 93 season yeah because it it's was the so last, good dude like yeah. mika hackenden uh, going as a reserve driver and then andretti basically sucking it up dude and he was so one, bad and then and then all the sponsorship, it's a lot of sponsorship talk. There's a whole episode on sponsorship, kind of like the, the cash is money or whatever the new 
Drive to Survive, you know, the yeah, first yeah, episode. Yeah. It's almost like that. And it's yeah. so good, dude. And it, you kind of like, you're like, Ron Dennis kind of sucks. And uh, right. <laughs> I don't know. It's, he's, it's, a, he's, a, he's a hard ass. Yeah. The, the thing yeah. that blew me away the most, I even I actually made a note of it because um, I, I, I remember I was talking to Wham like a couple days ago. We we're just talking work stuff. And like, and I read this as I was going through my notes because I added it to my note sheet um, that. I was so surprised by Ron Dennis and, and Schumacher's conversation. Like that's something that I never knew about. Like I did not yeah. know that Ron Dennis was trying to court Michael Schumacher and bring him into the McLaren team. And like, that's something that's never been discussed anywhere. Like I've never seen that before. And he's like fully like talk, like trying to like talk him into like, you know, consider your future, you know, like, you know, yeah, yeah. make sure you're well taken care of and you know, blah, blah, blah. Like trying to talk, but he was like sort of like half trying to talk down uh, the, uh, the Benetton team, but, but like very subtly, like, yeah. saying that 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 wasn't the right move or whatever smart guy yeah. such a great season to do it too because mclaren was like a little they were good but they weren't they weren't the the best and then you have um you had art iart and senna on that like one million per race contract that he had because he didn't have a real contract Whoa. so he was like it was questionable if he would even be at a race because he was on this mm-hmm. like this like no contract contract yeah um which is like imagine that 1993 he was getting a million dollars a race dude that's crazy yeah Yeah. i mean yeah the whole i I really hope people listening are going to watch drive to survive on netflix Mm -hmm. because then we can talk about a little bit more number one show on netflix in the world right now nice is it awesome well deserved yeah it's so good it's so well made i really wish unfortunately I, i wanted to watch it with andrew but i'm like the, the language is so foul. <laughs> and even if they beeped it, because I watch um, Gold Rush, a uh, uh, gold mining show on Discovery. You know, I got to yeah. I gotta follow my boys um, in the Yukon. But uh, he loves that stuff. It's all bulldozers and tractors and, you know, planes and all this stuff. And um, it is so bad. They're beeping it constantly. They're bleeping it out because it's, it's cursing. But the rest of it's like, God, you're such an idiot. Like... You're such so stupid. I can't believe you would beep and do that. Shh, beep. You know, it's like, yeah, it's pretty can't watch it with Well, him, so, so Drive to Survive is just like, if you just teach Andrew that fuck is not appropriate to use <laughs> in school and that that's a bad word and he shouldn't use it, then you're totally fine because that's the only- I think there's shit. There's but fuck. But fuck is like, I swear, one episode I was like, wow, this is like DWA podcast or something. I think it's that's like, the first <laughs> English word they learn out there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Let's get the basics. Gunther Steiner is just like, these fucking idiots, these fuck, fucking fuck. I love that guy. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to work for him, but I think he's a great character. He seems like a I, he seems like a no bullshit kind of guy though. Like yeah. he seems I mean, like oh, yeah. I, would, pretty, I wouldn't mind working for him as long yeah, as you I can think perform, he, right? Like that's the thing. Yeah, I think it, he's it, he's pretty reasonable. Too. Yeah, he, I like when he goes true. up to Roman at uh, Grosjean after Roman's basically after he's dropped, and that's what you're kind of talking about the the like the, the way it's run. He goes up and he goes, "Oh, you're still talking to me." <laughs> like to Roman and Roman's of course he goes you know I just want, you know I I love you and it's business and so you know all this stuff it's like that's it their conver- that's when they had that conversation was like that's what I'm saying after it was already announced and stuff you're like Whoa. like you would think they would have sat down and talked about it for an hour before yeah. and yeah an hour not after. in passing at a race before like before a race all that stuff is yeah. like baffling yeah but I'm glad I'm glad to see that because uh, I think this makes it more relatable you know you can you can actually look at it like oh these are regular people like they get mad about trolls on the internet they get upset about their you know rivals and bosses and all that shit yeah that's the thing about all the way from the very top and trickles down yeah Yeah. it's it's amazing i I was like how it is yeah i was a little it was you know i under the way it works is they basically make up the schedule of who you know what teams are going to be with in advance right so like right now they're already planning like in Portugal, we're going to be with Mercedes or whatever team, you know? So they they end up missing a lot of, like, really cool things from the season. So if you're watching it as, like, a full season recap, you miss a lot of that stuff. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but if you're sure. just watching it as a sh- – I, I, I think I watch it as a show, and in, in that aspect, it's totally fine. But you definitely – you know, a lot of people are complaining because, like, there wasn't really anything about George Russell driving for Mercedes, you know, yeah. with the Mercedes oh, right. or, or Claire Williams and the Williams family stepping down from Williams, which fizzling out, you know, yeah. but they just weren't with them when that happens. So they would have to create an episode just using like Will Buxton and, and these people like talking and all heads. the clips and news clips. And yeah, stuff, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, 
I know Art, you already finished it. I'm sure landed. I'm like five or six episodes in. How many episodes are there? Like twelve? Ten, I think. Ten? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I finished. I binged it. Yeah. Hard not I'm sure to. Sure you did. I'm sure you did. Hard not yeah, to. I did it over the weekend. I I just did like basically started at like nine thirty, ten every night and then just split it in two days. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did. Late night. Yeah. You guys ready for some questions? Questions. Yeah, dude. Let's do it. It's question time. <laughs> Was there is there a question? Song. No song. We make? No we song, make Warren. Song? I'm like. Okay. <laughs> um. Redwood visuals. Redwood visuals one says, "What car do you wish was offered as a wagon, but isn't?" I think we've answered this before, mm-hmm. but. Uh, so it's anything and not new, right? Yeah, not new. Um, I'm going to say uh, just modern uh, M2. Oh, a little shooting brake M2? Like a clown shoe? A little, little E30 touring uh, competitor. You want a four-door, though? Four-door wagon. Yeah. Yeah. M2 wagon. That would be rad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be cool. Uh... Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm I'm thinking of new cars. I don't really want to. Uh, I really like that the way that parts of that Mercedes S class that one off wagon looks. So maybe like oh, a, yeah. an S class would be kind of a dope wagon rather than like a big SUV. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think actually the Phantom Rolls Royce would be a better Ooh. wagon than a Bentayga or a, or a, Cullinan. a Cullinan. Yeah, Cullinan. Yeah, yeah I would be- rather. A, prefer it that would be cool like that would be classy too unlike low sleek yeah. uh very uh imposing station wagon yeah that would, would look really cool. good and it'd be the easiest wagon to design ever mm-hmm. you just basically add like yeah. one 90 degree angle at the back and you're you're just done just a box right i know I, yeah. I, like i was looking at a volvo wagon the other day it's funny how because they just kept the 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 rear door, the line goes like a sedan, and they just add this like filler uh, section. It's so just like scaved on to be a wagon, mm. right? What well, didn't used to be that way? It was a little different. Yeah, we, what's up? Oh, good. I said it didn't used to be that way. You know, they were like the old wagons seemed like they had more style yeah. uh, element to it, but now it's it's different. Well, this was a Volvo two forty, so oh two forty, yeah, yeah. I see, old, I see. Back in the day, yeah, yeah. yeah. Seemed like the early kind of I'm trying to think of what model really changed it up. It's probably that like 2004 V70 really went to like a whole different style before they were basically just like added on boxes, you know. Uh-huh. Different. So how about you are? If if I'm going to go modern, uh CT5 V Blackwing, whatever the heck it's called, the smaller one, the V6 twin turbo. Little wagon of that. Okay. Uh, and if I if I was gonna go older, uh, R one hundred seven. I want a shooting brake R one hundred seven. Okay, yeah. Did, there's some one offs of that, right? I don't yeah, know. Are I've they? seen R one twenty nine. I feel like I've seen it. I've seen the I've seen um, Jags like XJs, right? Or, yeah. Or is mm-hmm. it? Yeah, it was XJs. And there's an R one twenty nine. I don't know if it's a real car or just a render, but it looks pretty cool. It's got that same like kind of raked rear window, but in a shooting brake. Kind of looks like a boxy M coupe, very boxy. Uh, Lars Brunks, Lars Brunkhorst says, "How many miles are too many miles?" Or better phrased, would you have a low mile car with poor or spotty maintenance, or a high mile car that was kept fastidiously? So, how, I mean, I don't know if, if we've discussed this more than nine nine sixes and IMS bearings with leaky <laughs> or cracked heads, or which one have we talked about more isn't this like our mantra uh, i think this one this one's probably like on the like the 10 commandments yeah it's uh it's going to be high mileage with perfect records you know loved since day one every service done yeah and and at, especially at because the the, a lot of times uh it's it's about getting something f- with with a with a freshly uh conducted service right whereas like if you 
get something that has been sitting and it's at, let's say it's a, a 50,000 mile car, but there's a big 65,000 mile service, you know, this is all theoretical bullshit numbers. Um, you know, you're immediately going to, first of all, have to, the car's been sitting, right? You, you need rubber, you need X, you need all this other service to be sorted. You're chasing every hose yeah. and everything's yeah. brittle and messed yep. up. And, and then yeah. on top of that, you have like that whole, whatever it may be, a valve job or timing belt or all this other stuff tacked on on top of that. So you're, you're better off getting a car that has 170,000 miles that just had a head job, right? That has, you know, fresh valves and fresh whatever. And then the car is way more usable. You know, it's been on the road the entire time. So everything has been consistently actually sorted as needed. So yeah. absolutely the latter is the yeah. way to go. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times you're, you're dealing with like sticky brake calipers and all this stuff just from a car that hasn't been driven enough. And yeah. I would also say that there's like that, that grandma, um, the grandma car where you grandma's used it to go to church and to the grocery store and it has perfect records, but then you jump in it and use it differently. You're going to break it more. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's almost, you want that car. Like the guy drove it, uh, to work every day and service it perfectly. It's been used and like, as it, as intended, yeah. um, because you'll see cars out there. It's like grandma just gave up driving on this, you know, 92 Corolla. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like it's perfect. It's mint. But it all breaks the minute you. Well, yeah, and it has like how many times? It has like a million start stops where a person that commuted two hundred fifty thousand miles, you know, or two, you know, two hundred miles a day in their car, and it has two hundred fifty thousand miles. It might have like half as many start stops or a quarter or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's a good good way to look at it, right? Breaking and all that stuff. Yeah. So. And this is also, I mean, you know, obviously value is out of the picture, right? We're talking about ownership experience and what we want to drive yeah. and own. Like, of course, a lower mileage preserved car is going to be more valuable. And if if you are look if you're looking for an investment, like that's you're gonna you're gonna put in more but make more. Whereas like with a other car, you might probably end up breaking even if you find the right type of car right like an e36 m3 with high mileage that's well maintained you're probably not going to lose money if you stay on top of it um so that's another thing to consider right but uh but in terms of something to own and drive and enjoy like yeah absolutely high mileage with uh with with you know good maintenance records and and well taken and care it all depends on yeah it all yeah. depends on how you're going to use it too if it's just you know going to cars and coffee and parking it in the warehouse then yeah i mean low mileage and and then not as many records. That's that's probably fine. Yeah, but, if you're yeah. not if you're not going to accumulate them tons of miles, and you're not going to go in rallies and pepper the front end and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Rensberger says, when I see cars for sale, there's usually a close up picture of the tires to show you how good the tread is. Lately, I've been seeing a lot of off brand tires. How much does this add to or detract from the value of the car? Well, how would it add value? <laughs> well, yeah. it definitely doesn't add to. It, I mean, if yeah. it's like a new tire, it depends on the car, right? Yep. Well, That's I guess it. you could say it adds to if it's a Michelin and it has good tread. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, it definitely is one of those kind of uh, telltales that we look at for certain cars. I mean, you know, E36 M3 and it has... Uh, West Lakes. Linglongs, <laughs> Linglongs on it. For sure. You know that the the owner is cutting corners i mean right off the bat it's like for sure cutting corners on the tires so what else is there right yep. so it's this it's this calling card of uh cheap bastardness um yep. but you know for a mitsubishi mighty max i don't give a shit if it has lion hearts or mucho machos or prime yeah, wells yeah. in your case right well, by the way i think that's one of those things though if the car is two thousand dollars you're not you don't give a you don't give a crap right but if yeah it, you just want good tires yeah you want, you want you want new tires. Yep. I mean, yep. it doesn't really matter what brand, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I want to say we were um, approached by a certain Cosmo tires um, yep. that make Mucho Macho. <laughs> and the the Mighty Max needs some tires. So we could go Mucho Macho Mitsubishi Mighty Max. Well, I think, you should hit muck, I think muck, we muck, should. Muck, muck. So we were approached and offered tires, and I think you should hit them up, Warren. I'm going to hit them up because they make. See, it says light truck. I'm on their website right now. Light truck or van? It comes. Those are the El Jefes. Yes. Which, which is the dependable cat. Yeah. There's El Tigre. That's the tough cat. Mm. And then El Jefe vans the dependable cat. And by the yeah. way, this is all cat with a K. 
And then there's the mud kickers that look like just beefy off-road tires, the dirty cat. And then cat energy, which is the work cat. So I'm going to need some help deciding which cat is right for me. Mm. But, Where's the cat uh, kids? To... Cool cats. Cat where, kids. where are the cool cats at? Yeah. Um, so Mucho Machos are a performance cat, um, but, which is weird because they're right next to the real cat, which is below it says the premium cat. So I don't know. <laughs> real cat, premium cat seems nice. Um, yeah. But we'll have to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Oh, man. Mo- motorsports. I like that. They got motorsports going on here. So anyways, I'm going to see if we can work something out. I don't know if they have it in my size because it's a 195, 75, 14. Uh-huh. It's kind of a small tire nowadays. Truck tire. But yeah, a little truck tire. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with that all said. Um, you know, like I've seen stuff like on auction sites where it's, you know, let's say a G body, right? Or something like that. And it's like on cheap Chinese tires. It's like exactly my mind goes to what what like why would you do that <laughs> like uh, and and yeah, where yeah. else have they cut corners um yeah you're you're just looking at like how how tired are the shocks you know they didn't replace those yeah. you know and going back to also what, what i'm saying like you know then like or what we were talking about the, the the previous question it's like how was the car driven right like if it's a g body and it's a performance car on tires that have zero grip and are like pretty awful like the car was probably bare, like not driven and revved out and like and you know some of these cars require that right like you need to actually bring them up to temp properly and like mm-hmm. you know get give them the italian tune-up and whatnot so that's like another yep. thing to to consider yes agreed um jay bernbau says what's uglier an evoke convertible or a murano convertible we're on a cross cab so thank you lane it's a cross cab by the way i gotta say that this is a very stupid question this is like saying like who's who's less attractive woody allen or robin williams like this is like th- these are you appreciate them for oh, something wait, else wait, 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 wait. An, an evoke and a murano cross cab are cool uh, regardless of their appearance okay they just they, they have they have something going for them um yeah well we know uh, that Art definitely has a soft spot for the uh, Evoke convertible. The Evoke, he went out of his way to to rent one. Oh, yeah, what was it? So. OM extremely off-road capable, or in, what was it? Extremely <laughs> off-road capable, <laughs> with the lowest profile of fucking tires yeah. of any SUV. So I have to say, the Evoke is actually a really good-looking car. I think with the top down. I do too. With the top down, top I up think, looks silly. But. I think they're, I think they're great-looking cars. They have good lines. They're not annoying really at all the murano is a bulbous fucking donkey compared to a evoke yeah it is true. part of me wants the murano but it, the murano is weird because it's a two-door it just looks so weird as a two-door period even if it was yeah. a hard top it'd just be like what is, is that thing but um the convertible top is so weird and it's not a very pretty car to start with like in a no. regular trim it's just doesn't it have I, i'm trying to picture it right now doesn't it have two different rear uh glass or d- windows like it's got like one in the middle and then one up top like i'm trying oh, to remember what the i think you might be know. right yeah i remember I something be being right. really weird about the rear glass a weird bow like a bow across the rear can't remember the last time window. i saw one i can remember exactly where i've seen every single one of them <laughs> that's pretty that's pretty good it's ingrained in my mind well, Carmel. yeah mission ranch oh yeah i just found um, it look here um yeah people can look this up look up a murano cross cap with the top up it's got some really interesting stuff going on back there. <laughs> People can look this up. Let me tell you how to find it. So yeah, yeah cross cab is definitely uglier, but I think I would rather have the cross cab for some weird, weird, stupid reason. Although, if you hand me both at the same price, I would definitely take the Evoke. So. Yeah, it seems like because the Murano uh. Crossback is just it's just so goofy, right? It's just like yeah. whereas the Evoke is actually trying to be a little serious, like it, exactly. Uh, yeah. You're and you're you have a little bit of a douche thing going on where the other one is just so stupid and it's like a a subaru brat or like a uh yeah you know something like that just silly yeah uh archen says name your taqueria after a car or name your taqueria after a car make or model in the format (laughs) of taqueria xyz so mine would be taqueria mighty max so could i do like taqueria X5M Sport 35i <laughs> all-wheel drive. Hell yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> that's, a great, that's a great one. Uh, well, you get, I mean, there's some really low-hanging fruit here. Like Taqueria El Camino, El Ranchero. Oh, for sure. Um, El Ranchero? Yeah, El Ranchero. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's got to uh, be weird. That's a though. joke, people. We know it's Ranchero. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, people don't know. Yeah, it's, for, it's <laughs> episode seventy-eight or something. Um, yeah. <laughs> what about? Wasn't there a uh, con- conquistador? Um, you know the all the Chrysler, the Cordoba, uh-huh. oh, Taqueria okay. Cordoba, Cordoba. Uh, uh, Taqueria Pinto. Pinto, yeah, pinto bean. Uh, those are low, low hanging fruit, like Art said, low hanging beans. But um, what about? Um, oh, I'm gonna fuck you up. Ch- I'm gonna fuck you up. Taqueria Chisetta Maroder. Okay, all right. How about? Remember what was that one place? Burrito Pizzeria. What was that one place called? <laughs> uh, this is. How about Taqueria Cinquecento? No. <laughs> Taqueria oh. Cinquecento. That works. What was the yeah, one was that we burritos, saw though? Burritos Pizzeria. Burritos Pizzeria. That's <laughs> oh, that was in. Uh, that in was Boston. in. D- Boston, yeah, yeah, yeah. Detroit, Boston. Yeah. Detroit, Boston. Detroit, Boston. <laughs> Burritos Pizzeria. That was incredible. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, Big Fat Flip says, more of a question for JDM Art. Carb legal B-swap or Montana license K-swap for the hashtag Project Monica Integra K20 or K24? So right, how dare you talk? So to check this way. out. Um, he just bought his first car back, which was an Integra uh, sedan, like a, a DC. So this is a '94 through '90. No, sorry, '94 through 2001 body style. Uh, so uh-huh. and he just bought that car back. Double uh, round headlights, or is that the yeah, a little double round headlight. Oh, okay. uh, and so I guess he wants to swap it, which I didn't know. But um, I would go B swap because it is so easy. Like it's it, and like right now mentally, like I'm in like, what's the easiest thing to do that's going to give you uh, the most satisfaction? And in this case, I love B series. They're fucking awesome. They sound amazing. It already came with that motor from the factory that GSR did. But I would basically try to do it like a Type R motor, so uh, which is a B18C5. Um, so we're talking about a 1.8 liter that makes you know 200 horsepower NA, um, and sounds amazing very easy to swap in uh you can do the gsr swap for much cheaper uh but then you have to you have to change a bunch of other stuff to make it sound as nice and actually rev out and uh, all other stuff they come with a really weak intake manifold and blah 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 but the k series is is fine it's just like you know it's a pain in the ass to to, to get you know barred and all that and also i don't know if there are i'm sure by now there are kits that are plug and play but the b series is just it's a it's a motor that already came in the chassis like that's what i would go with I just blacked out for a little while there. So <laughs> sweet. Are you, good? Are you all done there? <laughs> uh, so why is it called Project Monica? I'm, I'm flipping Warren off right now. Um, I know. I don't I'm know. Fuck you. Just I don't name I, the car I Monica because he listened to Monica in it or something. It was not an artist my, from the My 90s. theory is Fast and the Furious, but I don't know. Wait, what? Oh, I don't know the reference. Uh, so, shit. Who was it? Was it Ludacris? Or who, who was it when? Um, uh, was it was it ludicrous when they're drag racing? Uh, if he loses the race, he's gonna lose the chick, and so he lost the oh. race, and he yells Monica because he lost the girl. <laughs> um, okay, okay. I hope that's the reason. That's pretty. So that's, that's number two. Uh, yeah, I can't remember which. I mean, I'm trying to remember it the wasn't actual jaw race. in the first one. Was it jaw? It might have been jaw rule, dude. I'm hmm. trying to remember now. It's or was Luda okay. in the first one and jaw was in the, the other ones? I don't know. Uh, Bad Rabbit Habit says, favorite driver-oriented four-seater convertible, and why is it the Stratus? Uh, Stratus convertible? What am I missing? He's talking about Sebring? I guess, yeah. That's a, um, not a very they cool They didn't make a Dodge car. Stratus convertible. I have no idea. I think he's joking. <laughs> Stratus, uh, Stratus touring car looks kind of sick. Stratus touring car looks fine. Uh, favorite driver-oriented four-seater convertible. I'm going to say E46 M3. And that's a I'm gonna pretty say cheater answer, but M-Tech cab, an E30 M-Tech cabriolet, mm-hmm. four-seater, mm-hmm. driver-centric, convertible, Murano cross cab, probably. <laughs> <laughs> driver-centric. It's very yeah. true. Um, Dan Seraulo, I never know how to say your last name, Dan. Apologies, but uh, it's hard to Seraulo. Your last name kind of sucks. Like, <laughs> no, it doesn't suck. It's terrible. just I suck for not being able yeah. to pronounce it. Um, on a scale from zero to soggy French fries, how sad will car chase scenes be when all cars are electric and silent? Oh, like the pumped in noises are going to be ridiculous. That's what I said. They're not going to be because they, they're going to yeah. sound squealing like tires. They're going to sound like jets and all kinds of crazy. What they, cause they can make yeah. them sound however they want. Right. So I'm picturing like Jetsons or like, uh, 
uh, Star Wars sounds and stuff yeah, like yeah. that, right? Oh, right, right. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Spaceship noises in space when there's no sound. Yep. Yeah. That kind of thing. Um, right. And art's going to be super sad because the, you know, the sound a car makes is 50%, I think. 50, yeah. yeah. Right around there, yeah. I think it was so, more. I think it might have been like 80, dude. <laughs> we, we, we may have started at 50 and worked it back to, uh, to 50. Yeah. We, we, we whittled 80, it away. Yeah. yeah. Whittled it down. All right. That's questions for today. Uh, we did have another question from a leafy Lotus about um, cutting apexes, but I think it's hard to talk about. Do you guys want to try it? Sure. Go for it. All right. Leafy Lotus says, how do you know when you've hit the apex of a corner? Are you naturally supposed to end up on the outside on exit? Not sure if I'm hitting too early or late. Are you really supposed to be unwinding the steering when you hit the apex? Thanks, guys. Hmm. Interesting. Well, that depends on it's the corner, difficult. right? Like the every. I know it depends on the corner. Yeah. It depends on the car. Um, and it depends, it depends what kind of if you're doing like a if you're going late apex or you're just going exactly. You know, like I mean, there's different ways. The to road. Hit. The road is so unique. Yep. You know, yeah. elevation. Um, camber so i guess we can go down to the lowest common denominator right so like a right angle turn where you have like a consistent radius or something like that right like yeah. um like the the thing is just the first thing that i'll say is he said is that when you're supposed to unwind typically not typically you're carrying no. you know you're carrying speed and momentum through the corner turn you're still turning held uh, while you're at the apex and then you begin to unwind typically after that right like as you're starting to straighten out starting to straighten out um and Normally, the thing that any driving coach will tell you is you try to use up as much of the track as possible, but that it depends on what's coming up next, right? So sometimes that doesn't set you up right for the next corner. Um, you know, you, it, there's all these different variables, but, um, you know, and as Lane said, yeah, it there's late apex, there's early apex corners, uh, but you just want to maximize your radius. Like the whole thing is trying to go you know, it's carry as much speed as, as little steering as and as much power as you can put to the ground essentially right it's, and it's like yep yeah yep. yeah so yep. it, it all it's always different you know and then you, yeah. like you said it it all has to do with what's coming up next or what came up before it as well so yeah yep. i think the best thing for him to do is to yeah, go do some track days or go to autocross and have somebody sit with him like some an experienced driver or coach and uh, kind of coach him through it because it's as you said it is tricky to describe and to explain without you know that's sp- without going through a specific corner together but, and kind of yeah and it's through. also like if you go to like a one track you might not know that there's a certain way to hit you know there's a certain way to do an, a certain you know you might be hitting an apex but it's not the right apex for that turn right like yeah you're always you know there's yeah and it also depends on the car too because like some cars uh you want to slow in more you know and typically the mantra is slow in fast out but if you don't have a car that can accelerate out better you know that it can put power down and has the power to actually track out and and power out of a corner um you know, then, then you're, you're kind of limiting yourself. Like a Miata line is going to be different than a, than a, probably than a Mustang GT350 or something, right? Like, yeah. Or uh, a 911, be, an old 911. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, you carry momentum differently. You want, you put, they put the power down differently. What does he drive? Uh, uh Miata, I think. NA. Okay. Yeah. So, so he's uh, taking like the most, you can, pr- that's probably like the most traditional lines. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Momentum like a super is key. balanced. A go kart, a go kart line basically, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You don't have to bounce in the seat as much as I used to, but oh yeah, bounce in the seat. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, so that, but yeah, the, the Lane Lane mentioned something that is really interesting that um, a lot of people don't think about, but like turning means scrubbing speed, really, right? So like that's your turning means slowing your car down. So like you're trying to try to take the line that is going to minimize having to put in the Scrub. most steering input. Minimize the angle you're steering, essentially. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Least amount of scrub possible i don't want no scrub um i only have one one trivia trivia question you guys ready yeah let's do it trivia time um doing some research for the chrysler conquest that will be live on rad for sale as you're listening to this and uh that took me to mitsubishi starion and then um ultimately the mitsubishi eclipse can you tell me what the significance is of the eclipse name? Hmm. Why did Mitsubishi name their car an the eclipse? Eclipse. Okay. Because it would eclipse the competition, man. It was so cool. Oh, I would think it's something like that. That's but pretty of course, good. In true, true Japanese style. It's not that simple. I'm thinking something like, oh, would it be? It wouldn't be a design element, right? Because 
Thinking like an eclipse is like a little s- <laughs> sliver thing. I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint, which this won't help you at all. But um, think about what their other Mitsubishi's other Starion? models were named. They were named after horses. Stallion. Yes. So you have you have the Colt. You have the Starion. Which is debatable. They don't. They can't say if it was either a pronunciation issue with stallion or it was named after the star of Orion or star. Some some other. There's some other story there. Um, call in if you know, because I'm not the expert here. But uh, I do own a mighty max. Something to do with horses. Was it a? You, if you don't know, you you. you I, I would know. I would never have guessed this in a million years, but it is named after the. 18th century British thoroughbred racehorse who won 18 races named Eclipse. What the heck? Whoa. It is named after a very famous racing horse from 1764. Wow. Why that year? (laughs) Holy shit. What about Seabiscuit? They should have named it. If they kept making fucking cool cars, they could have named it Seabiscuit or fucking uh, (laughs) War Horse or War Man of War or whatever (laughs) Any war, um, yeah. it was it was bred by the Duke of Cumberland, and it's a chestnut beauty. Ooh. Uh, eighteen out of eighteen uh, races won. Oh, they were, so they were a Japanese stars. car manufacturer, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. and uh, they, I guess this horse, um, it's it was used as a, a, what do you call that? Like a sire after its racing yeah, days. Yeah, it was and a, a lot it was a breed. Of, it's it's a uh, DNA is in horses still today. Oh wow! Um, it was very. It I was mean, like the. It is the kind of the, of the most best. usable, dude. Like, l- listen to these names. Uh, I just looked up famous racehorses: the Secretariat, Mano War, <laughs> Se- like I, Secretariat, Secretariat, <laughs> Secretariat. Uh, S- <laughs> Seattle Slough, Preakness, Seattle Slough. These are all triple crown winners, right? Uh, affirmed, <laughs> Far Lap, Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi affirmed. I could almost ruffian, see it. huh? <laughs> Mitsubishi new, ruffian. The ruffian. That's not ruffian's a ruffian's pretty. That's a little sports like, car. But, little Jeep. Oh, here we yeah. go. Chevrolet Smarty Jones. That that kind of rings. <laughs> 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 There's California yeah. Chrome. That sounds like a good. Uh, what was the name edition. of the dog in Simpsons? The racing dog. I don't know. Remember the, the oh, one um, that they had like uh, Santa's little helper. Santa's little helper. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah yeah. Um, not a good car name either. Oh, no. there he is. Eclipse. I, I, there it is. Eclipse, though, you like there's so many other th- eclipses. Just the sun, they eclipse the competition. Yeah. There's maybe there was a duality thing going on that yeah. they they yeah. went with it, but it was it's kind of like the Lamborghini thing. They're naming them after bulls. Yeah, yeah. Like famous bulls. Like really? But that makes sense. They're an Italian company, and like bullfighting is big. <laughs> no, but I think it was da, da, da. I think like, it was a Spanish bull, wasn't it? Yeah, they're all they Spanish bulls. Oh, all oh Spanish yeah, bulls. it is all Spanish bulls. Then my mm-hmm. theory is totally wrong. Yeah, <laughs> fucking bullshit. Oh hey, we have a cool uh, sports car company. What should we name it after? I don't know. Spanish Bulls sounds cool. That are yeah. all, that are always killed, by the way, at the end of the fight. So that's kind of cool. Um, that's right. Sacrifice. So funny. Call, actually, call I don't know. That, that I might be talking to my ass. Maybe. I mean, typically that's what happens at a bullfight. Maybe these are surviving bulls, huh? Maybe these are bulls that were not. Killed. I think that's probably it. I don't that's know. probably it. Because then they are. Yeah, they're sired out there. Oh, here like, we go. I got you. I got you. Um, Stormcat, Mitsubishi Stormcat. Oh. Oh, I thought that was the name of a, a tire oh. by... Um, oh, yeah, I know, right? Galan- <laughs> the Stormcat, oh, it's the all-weather one. Uh, I might have some sad news here for people following along on this Cosmo tire thing, is that I don't think they make a 14-inch oh, tire. Oh, such a uh, tragic thing. Um, Galant, <sighs> dude, there's a Galant. There you go. That's why it is. Oh. There you go. Wow. Winning so colors. Holy bull. Mitsubishi are horse people. <laughs> Yeah. Fucking horse people. Who yeah. knew? Black caviar. Black caviar? <laughs> yeah, that's one of them. That's the new, um, that's the other new Cadillac coming yeah. out. Oh, yeah, the black caviar edition. <laughs> Cadillac black caviar. It sells really well in Russia, I gotta yeah, tell yeah. you. All right, that's podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Later. Bye. Burritos Pizzeria. That was incredible.